Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kelly Wilkness with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today is episode 286, How to Create a Stunning Christmas Tree. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 286. I like the confidence with which you said stunning. Yes. I mean, I think that's what you want. If you're not confident, you will be after you listen today. Ooh, good one. Yes, we're bringing on the confidence stick, bringing on the decorating confidence. And we know we are because so many of you lovely ladies have taken the time to email us and let us know that we have helped you with your decorating, not even acumen, but your confidence, which really, to tell you the truth, is what it's all about. If you've got the confidence to decorate like you're the boss decorator and decorate and take chances and change things up a little bit, that is where not only the creativity lies, but where the fun is. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, if you are confident, even if you've messed up, people will think that you knew what you were doing and that you did it on purpose. I've had that happen so many times because <laughs> so I always true. Was, I was always very confident with my decorating. So I meant it to it, be like that. So. Yeah. So sometimes I did make mistakes and people go, Oh, I really like the way you did whatever. And it would be something that I'd messed up on. And I think, Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> exactly. And, um, we want to wish anybody out there, uh, happy, happy Hanukkah. It's sort of smack in the middle right now when you're listening to this. And we're decor, uh, we're decorating. <laughs> we're always decorating, but we're mm-hmm. recording a little bit before Hanukkah starts. So, uh, we definitely wanted to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah and I hope you're enjoying mm-hmm. this time happy with your Hanukkah. families. And if you have any Hanukkah decorating, I've never really decorated for Hanukkah, but I've, I know I have some ideas on it. And so let me know. And, um, I also have a really great resource for gorgeous menorahs, so I could put that in the show notes too. Like we did with the mandals, I wanted to back up just one second and say, if you have a tree from 1995, it might be time to get a new tree. We'll start with that first because- Was that a bad year for trees or are you just saying that was a long time ago? I'm just saying it was a long time ago and I recently, because I was so guilty of this, I had an old Christmas tree and it was the kind where you have to go look at each- branch and figure out which hole it goes in oh, and look yeah. at the color. And then you had to string the lights on. And it was like an hour before you got the tree up. Oh, yeah. And this time, Evie and I, we were we spent the day yesterday putting the tree up. And oh, I said, let's, let's get it put together. Well, three pieces, snap, snap, snap. And then you plug it together. It was three sections put together. It's done. And all the lights are in it. And then it has the floor thing that you step oh, on the, the floor switch. Yeah. yeah, that turns the lights on and off. Mm-hmm. And what so- forest do you get the tree from that has the floor switch? <laughs> the balsam hill tree. The balsam hill forest. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, no, I it, anyway, it's um whatever brand that you buy from, I mean that's that's what our tree is. But if you um have an old tree, you might think about getting a new one. I think you're going to, it's going to make your life so much easier. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And the other thing that we did was we got the skinnier Christmas tree. So it fits in a smaller space. And for so many people, those trees are so wide. They just kind of take up your whole walkway. You have to Mm. move furniture and I can't stand moving the furniture for the tree. So anyway, so just look into some new trees if you have an old one, or if you get fresh from the from the, you know, the Christmas tree farm, you're good to go. But anyway, just wanted to throw that out there before. No, we got it's started. so true. The moving the furniture, because we're we have 
you know, the couple of faux trees that we have. And then we are going to get a real tree from the girls' school. In fact, I'm on the tree committee this year. And oh, doing, I see. Our sales are through the roof. We have, well, of course, yes, We've been really pushing the Christmas trees. And um, yeah, so then we, um, on December, I won't, so I won't have that tree until December 8th, which is, seems like a long way off from today. But when you guys are listening to this, I'll just be getting my real tree in three days. And I'm already planning like, okay, so uh, I get a, the, um, Victorian Albert chairs. Okay. They need to go somewhere, but I can't just chuck those in the garage because I, you know, I spent a fortune on getting those upholstered. Like, where am I going to put those? And so there's all these concerns when the real tree comes in, but it, you know, I do love it, but it really makes my daughter, Laura, so happy to have the real tree. And of course, we're supporting the school. So that's all good. So whether you're doing a real tree or you're doing a faux or you're, you know, a crazy nut like I am and you're doing a bit of both, uh, we've got a lot of tips for you today. One thing that I wish I had sort of known about from Balsam Hill, and they probably have it other, I don't know if it's just their signature thing or, and they've patented or whether other things have it, but there's actually that like flip tree, like it just flips up. And oh, it's, it's, I don't have boing. one of those. Did you get oh, one yeah. of those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. We didn't have those to choose from that the year last uh-huh. year. I guess you and I did that, right, right? No, no. Yeah, but they, I've seen them on there now. I'm like, whoa. Well, that's like, if an I was essence. Invest. I mean, that's an essence. Mine's just three pieces, but it flips down. I mean, that's the great thing about it. Oh, crazy good, crazy good. Um, yeah, and I know. Well, right now, I don't know if it's going on, but I did get some sort of thing came al- across my uh, on my computer that they're having some big giant sale. So I don't know. You would think they wouldn't have sales this time of year, but I guess, you know, they do. Oh, um, yeah. Anywho, so, okay, so now you've got a tree. What are you going to do with okay. it? Well, here's one look that's very simple. But, you know, let's cover several different ideas. Mm -hmm. But one kind of simplistic look, if you love the natural look, especially if you have a real tree, I think this would be really pretty to just cover it with lights. The white lights just kind of overdo on the lights. Maybe put two, three times as many lights as maybe a normal tree has. And then maybe just some simple burlap or no burlap. I think that's a beautiful look if you want a minimalistic look. Or you just want something very simple. You're seeing burlap, uh, like a tree skirt burlap? Uh, no, I'm thinking burlap it? ribbon, kind of wrapped around like it's a garland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes they do it straight down from the top, or you can wrap it around it. But kind of a natural look. Yeah, yeah. I want to discuss that uh, going round or coming down mm-hmm. in a minute. But yes. um, Okay, so if you are getting a real tree, here's what I suggest. I mean, you know. Where we are, it's still, you know, it's it's going to probably be warm. And sometimes on when we get our Christmas tree, it's, you know, shorts weather still. So it really depends on obviously where you live in the country and if you're having bad weather. But if you have an opportunity to have your tree sit outside for an evening before you bring it in and let it shake all out outside, that's a great idea. Um, I've been advised by this. As I just mentioned, I am on the tree committee and school. Uh-oh, and so we she's are an in, expert. Now. We are in direct contact with the tree people in Oregon where they make, you know, they make a lot of Christmas trees. They grow a lot of Christmas trees there. <laughs> so they know what they're talking about. And I selected a Nord, Nordman this year, which supposedly did very well and um, dealt that type of tree did very well with um, 
working when the drought conditions mm-hmm. that they had in a lot of places where your trees might be coming from. So even stronger than the nobles, apparently, this year. That's the word on the tree street this year. So I picked a Nordman, and what the gentleman told us to advise the people that bought the trees is to let it sit outside. You could even hose it down, you know, if it's not going to, if you're not in a place where it's going to freeze overnight, hose it down, and that'll loosen any of uh, the the needles that might drop right away. It'll sort of shake them off already, and then your tree will be, you know, will be dust free and all that kind of stuff too when you bring it inside. So that's something you might want to consider as, uh, you know, steps to bringing the real tree inside. No, that's a good idea. So another alternative thing, uh, as we're talking about decorating, so if you wanted, if you still kind of want kind of a minimalistic look, but you want to do a little bit more than the lights, another idea is to go really monochromatic where you just have one color throughout the tree, like a white or a white and gold. So, I mean, I've seen that done very nicely. Um, so that's just something that's going to be very simple and it's easy to find those kind of ornaments. And uh, another thing you could do, if I like buying a lot of silver ornaments though, because not only if you want a silver tree, it works well, but silver goes with everything. So it's a nice base. So if I were to decide to change the colors on my tree, that silver is going to go with everything. I think you're so right. Silver, even more so than gold, silver seems to be much more of a chameleon. Like, you know, gold and blue can be like a little flash, but gold and silver seems to really work together. Silver looks great with red. Mm -hmm. Silver looks great with any of the neutrals. Like if you're doing the burlap or something like that, I think that's really pretty. And silver and gold looks good. I think they look really good together. Well, I love mixed metals any way you can do it. Mm -hmm. But if you were Mm going to just pick one, silver or gold, I would... Like you're saying, I would go with the silver because I think it's more versatile. You know, we always look, I was looking at a ton of Christmas trees getting ready for this episode just to pop in with some different ideas. And there were definitely some that I was like, oh gosh, no. Like the ombre tree. There's no, I mean, I had, see, I wasn't, yeah, I know the ombre tree. I was on that one too. No, you saw that too. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you go on Pinterest and you put like in, you know, interesting or dazzling or stunning Christmas trees. You get you definitely run the gamut. But I have to tell you the one that I really just like, I was like, oh, yes, was from Maria at Dreamy Whites. She has a beautiful blog. She doesn't post that much. And she's a, you know, just a, this like incredibly gorgeous lifestyle. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, have you ever followed her blog? I don't know her blog, but I'm going to check you it don't? out. So what oh my you- gosh, I would think you would for sure know her. She's Whoa. up in Northern California, and she used to blog Ooh. a lot more. But she, you know, she has. So just, what's her tree look like? It's so simple, you guys. It's like you're saying. I mean, it's a, it's real. It's you know, evergreen, big, pretty evergreen, and sort of she wraps it in kind of like a, a as a skirt, like a chunky. Um, one of those chunky arm throws seems like, you know, like it just mm-hmm. big chunky. Oh, I've seen that. I love yeah. that look. And then it's mm-hmm. pretty much just white lights and call it a day. You know, I see. I love that look. I think that's really, if pretty. you can hold yourself back, it's pretty spectacular. You know, oh. I mean, I, we wouldn't be able to do it because my, my daughters, really, you know, if we're going to go for the Christmas tree, that all the ornaments are going to go on it. And, but I think, you know, sometimes it's, it, it is just 
the simplest thing can have the biggest impact. And it's, you know, the tree itself is just stunning. Well, another thing to think about, if you want this decorated tree, a lot of people do have those home ornaments that are very meaningful, but maybe not the prettiest. And I think that's a big struggle. Do you put those on? Do you not? I mean, this seems to be a big question every year. And I Mm -hmm. think that kind of, if you want the decorated tree, that's kind of more of the elegant look. I think this is, that's just crying for two trees. That is really, I mean, you're going to work for Balsam Hill. (laughs) No. And I'm selling trees for Mayfield Senior School. So if you want two real trees, I can get you a tree right now and just have it delivered. Um, Yeah. You know, know, that's the thing. I talked about this in, you know, last week, I guess, when we did our our other Christmas episode about, and you talked about how Evie complimented you with the mall tree. And Mm -hmm. my daughter was sad because mine looked like a mall tree too. Like, you know, it's high end. I'm talking like Bergdorf's Uh or, you know, Nordstrom's like, you know, not pennies, like high end mall trees, but really, really styled, you know, and that's, Not necessarily what people are feeling for Christmas, but if you want to enjoy decorating a tree like that, just because it really is fun and it really is uh, beautiful, then definitely, you know, that's, that's the way to go. Have, have the two trees. Cause you know, unfortunately, and then I was thinking, as you were saying that, I was like, could you put your tree on like a lazy Susan? Like, no, hey kids, (laughs) I have all your ornaments, you know, from kindergarten in the back. The macaronis (laughs) are here, you know, and spin it around. Well, yeah. Maybe Balsam Hills should make a tree like that. Forget the flip. You need a spin tree. I have a four foot tree. I mean, why couldn't you put that on your island? I mean, it was, we were kind of running out of time and Evie wanted the pink ornaments. And I said, well, why don't we get one of the other trees out and you can get the short one. Go get another (laughs) tree. Go get that elf to go get another tree. Just go out there and get another one out of the egg. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't, well, it was, I don't know. I wasn't going to be helping enough, so the decision was made that she did not want to do the second one. But oh. I did offer. It was just too exhausting. It was, well, she had uh, a runny nose, so oh, you know, one, oh, only so much oh. can be done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the thing. You want to make a beautiful Christmas tree. Now, we've, we've been talking about getting to the heart of it right now. So they're all different styles that you can use and different approaches, obviously. Faux, real styled, family ornaments, all of that. So whatever you decide is right for you this year or multiple trees, whatever is right, feels good for you. I think a really important aspect of a stunning tree, like no matter what kind of style, like a catch your breath, beautiful tree is Mm -hmm. you need to um, have depth. This is very similar to when you're creating a floral arrangement or something like that. You don't want it all just on the outside. You don't mm-hmm. want to create a shell of decorations and you, or a shell of lights. So when you're putting the lights on, if you are not fortunate enough to have, you know, the, it being pre-lit and to my knowledge, no real trees come pre-lit yet. Well, that's but true. That could be, I mean, that's a business you and I could start. <laughs> you want to go deep. So you want to have more lights than you think you need always. Mm-hmm. And yes. of course, check your lights. Give that to somebody's job to check the lights. The last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is, you know, put the, a whole strand on and realize they're duds. So you check your lights and then you want to go 
in the branches and back out. And I suggest wearing gardening gloves because you're going to get a little scraped up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you go in and you sort of attach them and you don't want to see the wires. And, you know, please make sure that your wires are green, not white. And you go in and you're out and you go in and out and in and out. And just keep doing that. So when you put the tree on, you're getting the lights coming from all inside and outside of the tree. And if you leave it like that, spectacular. But then if you're putting ornaments on, some of course, some of the lights are going to get covered by the ornaments and whatnot, but then some of them will be reflected in the lights, Mm -hmm. even if the light's deep inside the tree. So I think that's so important. And I would suggest that you do that with ornaments too, you know, and you could slip a few of those macaroni ones further in if you wanted to. Well, they can, yes. Yes, they do fit well inside. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, what I, no, I'm joking about the macaroni ones, but hey, if you want to, but you know what ones I do put inside is like the plain balls, like the plain silver ones or the plain, if you do red, Mm -hmm. something like that, the plain Mm -hmm. shiny ones that are not, you know, the particularly memorable ones, but sort of that foundational. But good filler. They're good Good filler. filler. And that's the thing too. I, I, so I do the, the lights and then I do those filler ones. Mm-hmm. So I really approach it the same way that I do a floral arrangement. It's just on a really giant scale. And then I'll go in with these, the, you've got the greens, obviously. So you've already got your foundation. And so you don't need to do that. So now I'm putting in like, you know, the co-stars, like I'm putting in mm-hmm. the, you know, the flowers that would be the supporting flowers, like the tulips or carnations or mums. Right. And you're sticking all these Christmas balls in that are, are pretty plain. Well, and as you're saying that, that's kind of what I was talking about in the foundation of the silver ornaments. I have a lot of ornaments that look, I don't know that they are, but they look kind of like mercury glass. Yeah. And they're they're not round balls. They actually have a lot more dimension to them. They're more shaped. They're really beautiful. And But what a great base. If you bought a bunch of those, then, or if you have them, however, you put those around your tree, then that's your base. And then just like your lights, you would just keep those on for, keep using those forever. And then your colored bulbs, let's say one year you want to do a blue tree. Well, you don't need to add that many of the blue bulbs as like, since you do mostly, for example, maybe the silver and the white, and then right. maybe you do blue. And then maybe two years later, you're like, ah, I'm ready to go on to chartreuse. So then you change out the bulbs for the chartreuse ones, the colored ones. So, you know, that's the other thing is you can kind of do the base with the neutrals and then just change out the color ones if you were looking for a new look each year. And then the other thing, in addition to changing out the bulbs to a different color is the ribbon is something that's pretty economical to change out year to year if if you want a new look. So just get some ribbon that's kind of going with your bulbs. That's so smart. It really is. I mean, honestly, you could get one pack of 12 or 16 specialty uh, Christmas balls ornaments in a new color and that and that would be all you'd need to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a really great way to do it. Really smart. Um, yeah, because I think because we approach the tree like decorating a room. Limited color palette, I think, is going to give you a more elegant look. If you want to go for an elegant look, just use a few colors, one or two, you know, maybe the most three. But again, if you're kind of going for the family thing, maybe it just works better for you to, you know, maybe you're, you don't really care about that and you want it to go with all these family collected heirloom ornaments, and then you're going to, you know, you don't care and you want it kind of a mix of everything, then that's a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, that's what I'm doing uh, with our family tree. I don't really put 
garlands or ribbons on it. We have so many ornaments that we've collected over the years and that we've made. And I have these foundational ones. And because most of the ornaments that the girls have made or they've chosen, you know, like every year my girls, we would go and they would pick an ornament out. And we've, we've done this up until last year we did it. So I'm sure we'll do it again this year. And, um, mostly, they're picking in the, you know, the traditional Christmas colors. Every once in a while, there's like, you know, the the wayward one where somebody wants, you know, a pink princess or something like that. But mm-hmm. most of the time over the years, it's been something that in the reds or golds. So that tree is normally very traditional Christmas colors. And I really don't add much more. So I really go heavy with the lights. I have the foundational uh uh, balls that I use. And I used to use red, but now I use silver because I kind of want to have a go with the rest of my house a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, and that, so that was easy to switch out. And, um, and we have a tree in the barn, which I'm doing the red on. So it's fine. See, there you go. So it's absolutely fine. But well, I had uh, a friend that had a tree in every room and she had a Barbie tree in one of her rooms. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. I don't think I got that too, but don't tell Laura. I'm going to have to have a Barbie tree then. She does love those. But um, yeah, so that's, I think that those are great great ideas right there. And you could stop there. But if you want to add some of those beautiful ribbons that, you know, the wired ribbons or the beautiful uh, ribbons that come out at Christmas time, whether metallics or something like that, or if you're doing a real traditional tree and you want to add in it, maybe a plaid or something like that, there are ways to make that look like a mall tree if you want mm-hmm. to, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can go all the way around. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, it was the tinsel, but you don't see that so much more, or that like the tinsely garland. You don't really oh, see that. Oh, the tinsel. So much yeah, it's, it's like the, have you heard there's a backlash against the glitter? I think it's the same with the tinsel. It's like it goes everywhere. It's yeah. such a hassle to clean up. And I think at some point, you know, all the moms banded together and said, that's it on the tinsel. Yeah, that's it on the tinsel. Yes. Oh, and there was the tinsley garland, you know, that was actually like kind of oh, like a boa. Yeah. You know, we have oh, that. Oh, we had that. You don't really, yeah. yeah, you don't In see people gold. using that anymore. No. So now it's really ribbon. So, uh, so Anita, do you go uh, round with your ribbon or do you go down with your ribbon? I've done both. And you know what I've used for garland a lot? I have a lot of pearl ribbon. It just looks like a string of pearls. Oh, how pretty. And I've, I have a lot of that. So I've done that around the tree, but yeah, so it's just know. pearls. There's no, there's no fabric to it. No, it's just pearls. Well, I'm that's just great that too because it's, because it's not covering up the ornaments. Cause lots of times with those right. big ribbons, they're blocking the ornaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a, t- I mean, obviously it's thin. It's not a big garland, but I have so much of it. You could totally cover up the tree. I mean, you could cover up pretty much the whole tree if you wanted to. I have so much of that. But yeah, the ribbon, I've done it both ways. And it's, I wouldn't even say it's just two ways. One way is you wrap it around like it's a garland around the tree. The second way is you have kind of a bow at the top and then you have streamers all the way down. But then the third way is you kind of just tuck it in all around. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. So back to the burning question of our time. How do you tuck your ribbon Mm -hmm. in your stunning Christmas tree? Well, last year I had the pleasure of 
decorating a tree for someone who's kind of sort of famous and I can't really tell you who it is but anyway it was super fun and she wanted her ribbon tucked in and she didn't know how to do it and lo and behold somehow somebody recommended me and there I showed up with you know the the ribbon tucking knowledge that was needed. So you, you showed up as the ribbon tucking I sh- Well, it was the whole, I did the whole shebang, but I mean, you know, she was just at her wits end because how did she, how do these people tuck this ribbon and make it look spectacular? I'm going to tell you, it's really not that hard. I ca- probably could have explained it to her at the door, you know, for in like 30 seconds. You can tuck like an expert in 30 seconds now because you're going to listen to us. So you just start at the top. So I'm going to talk about tucking uh, vertically now. So you start at the top and you're probably going to have a tree topper or something, right? So, so you're going to have your ribbon and you, if it's wired, you can kind of sort of just wrap it a little bit and it'll stay there. And then hopefully your tree topper, or maybe you can add some picks or things like that. We'll talk about picks as well up around the top. So you're sort of hiding the ribbon. You don't want to see it like swirled around there, you know, or partially knotted or anything. So you're going to sort of make it like a maypole in a sense, right? So there's ribbons, however many you want coming down. I'm going to suggest based on an average size tree that you probably have five. An odd number is nice. If your tree is gigantic, maybe seven, but you know, three is probably a little chintzy on the chintzy side, but it also depends on how wide your ribbon is. And so then you're just going to start sort of giving generous portions of the ribbon as you go down and sort of just pushing it into the various branches at different increments. And you want them to be sort of not exactly aligned with the ribbon next to them, right? So you'll mm-hmm. you'll tuck one and then the next one next to it, you'll go down a little further and then t- they'll tuck again. And you'll keep doing that sort of, you know, uh, interspersing it as you go down. And then at the end, I like to just let it sort of flow down, depend again, depending on the width of the ribbon, you could even let it flow to the ground. But if you're going to have presents that, you're un- that you have under there, then maybe you don't want it to hit the ground. And then you can decide whether to, you know, cut it in a little tail or just to cut it on the angle. And I would not cut your ribbon. Do not pre-cut your ribbon. You know, try to start and just let it run all the way down because you're not going to really know how much you need to, to, to tuck in. Yeah. So oh, you don't want to pre-cut yeah. and then you're going to have like a high water. Well, I think you're going ribbon. to need several rolls of ribbon anyway. Oh yeah, you're going to need several rolls of ribbon. Do you have any more advice on that? No, I think I think you did I think you did a lovely job okay, describing great. the ribbon tucking process. The ribbon tucking process. And I I do think garland is one thing and garland can, you know, go around in the traditional sense when, you know, if you're a little kid and you're drawing a Christmas tree, you kind of like zoop, 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 you know, you draw the garland on there. Um, ribbon is a different beast. It does well, go around as well. It goes well, down let me better. put it this way. I've seen it wrapped around and it really doesn't look as good as it is if it's tucked. Yes. It's just going to look better if it kind of comes in and out. Otherwise, it looks kind of, I don't know, one-dimensional. Right. It looks flat. Right. It looks flat and you want it to look fluffy. Yeah. You want fluff. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and if it's a thick ribbon or if it's wired at the edges, you can actually sort of, you know, make it stand out from the branches a little bit and then tuck it in and do that sort of thing. So don't be afraid to play with it. But yeah, definitely don't cut it first. And if you're at the store or you're ordering online, buy an extra roll or two. If, if, you know, your, your pocketbook can stand it, you could always return it if you end up not using it, but you don't want to be mid tree and realize, eh, 
you know, I can only do four and a half lengths, you know, it's just not enough. So definitely err on the side of more. There's some other lights that I got that I put on my small tree that are really beautiful. I do want to mention these in case you like the look of the traditional candles that people used to put on the trees. Okay. Hello. My mother-in-law, Edith. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. She puts real candles on her She's a scary woman. No, but that's That's a German thing. Uh, Well, I know, but it's just like such a fire hazard. I know. The first time I went there, you know, when we were, I guess we were just married and we went there for Christmas one year and I I could hardly like, I I mean, every time we walked out of the room, I was like, like, really? There was walking out of the room? When's it going to go up? You know, you all just bring my food here. Where's the fire? I'm just going to eat here. I don't want to burn in this house. (laughs) I know. That seems scary. Well, right. So let's say you like that look, but you're not interested in your house catching on fire. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is, and I'll I'll find the link because I bought these online. They're the little candles and it's, a, you know, they're fake candles. It's electric, but it's got a cord. And it's got all those uh, candles, the faux candles, to, and you clip them on the tree limb. So they sit kind of sitting straight up rather than, you know, all wonky. Really cute. I thought it was so charming. So would you put regular lights and then those or just those? I didn't, but it was a small tree oh, small and I tree. just put mm-hmm. those on the That's tree. So sweet. I didn't put both, but I think you could. I mean, it's really just kind of what you want. The reason I put them on a smaller tree is I think I bought, I don't know, I bought probably two or three sets, but I thought, oh yeah, yeah. If I put them on a big tra- uh, tree, I'm going to have to buy about 10 sets of <gasps> yeah. these. It's probably better so for a small tree. That's why I did the small little four foot tree. That's yeah. so cute. It worked out really well, but it's really charming looking. Now, what about the color of the lights? Well, yes. I mean, of course, I prefer the white, but you know, when growing up, we had all the colors. I had all the and colors I remember, growing up too. Mm-hmm. And I remember the big day when we went from the big bulbs mm-hmm. to the little bulb, light bulb. Yeah, lights. but I love the big bulbs. They're so cool. Now they're cool. But back then we thought, oh, they're so yeah. last year, whatever that what year exactly. was. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, lights have come a long way. I remember one would go out and the whole thing would go out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Then so- it would be. Yeah. Then you had to leave the room because dad would be saying some bad words. Yes. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's and it jealous. wasn't Merry Christmas. No, really, exactly. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Uh, okay, so the picks that Christmas tree picks that's kind of a recent development too. I I think. Oh yes. Yeah. So talk about the picks. Well, you know they're just they are you know aptly named. They're just something very long, a long pointy stick, if you will. Well, they would also be called a floral pick, right? Could be called a floral pick. And they're long and they're either, you know, wooden or metal. And they're usually sort of wrapped in whatever material the decorative part is made of. And you just slide them into your tree, but they're long enough where you don't have to hook them with a Christmas tree hook or you don't have to attach them with a zip tie or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And they have all sorts of things like they could just be berries or they could be magnolias or different kinds of flowers or bows even. So I've seen tons of those things. That's a really interesting thing to add to your Christmas tree collection if you don't have them already. And they're usually sold in like sort of packs of like, you know, six or 12 or something. So, so you, do you, you don't want to put those? like one, you want to put a bunch. Do you have them on your tree? Well, I got them last year. They sent, you know, when they sent all that stuff from Balsam Hill, I'd never had the picks before. But now which ones, what color or what plant? I mean, what did you get? I, 
It might, I think mine might be agapanthus, not agapanthus, something. There's something. They're Are not, they gold? They're not amaryllis. There's some sort of um, flower. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of the flower. Are they sparkly and metallic? Yeah, they're sparkly and metallic. Mm-hmm. And then I have mm-hmm. another set of them that are sort of bronze, bronze like um, platinum colored berries. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And like sprays of berries. And I really, that was the first time I'd ever used them. And I think I'm going to use them in my traditional tree, my family tree this year, because I think that'll bring a little extra sparkle and it won't. It won't be wide ribbon that's blocking anybody's important, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ornaments, macaroni. macaroni ornaments or anything like that. But I think it just might be enough to sort of bring in the silver and gold that I that I like that that's really, you know, going on in my room there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are, and I think you could probably get those pretty uh, economically. Yeah, I bet you could. So I would definitely suggest getting some a set of picks. That, that would be something that I, if you're going to buy something for your Christmas tree this year, I would suggest those. And the other thing that they're really good for is you can put them up at the top around your Christmas tree topper, whatever that happens to be. And um, that if you're doing the, the ribbon up there, they will help to block it. I also like the idea of them sort of splaying out of the top because they're kind of, you know, they do like that. a crown. They're, yeah. It's almost like a crown, but they're like, it's like a spray of berries or a spray of flowers. So it kind of stands up and away from the tree. And so it's a way to add height to your tree as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And I do have a tip on adding height to your tree. Uh, if, you have whatever kind of tree base you have, or if it's a faux tree and it comes in its own little stand, you can, you know, I would suggest putting a, a old towel down or, you know, if it's a fake tree, you don't have to worry about water, but put something down so your floor doesn't get damaged. And you can just get some bricks and just get three of them. I did this last year and just put them under the legs and then you put your tree skirt around it and you're going to get another like six inches. Oh, great idea. Yeah. If you just feel like you need a little height. Um, And do you want to talk about tree skirts? Mm, Well, you know, I'm kind of lazy with that. I will usually, sometimes it's a lot of times I should say, it's not actually even a real tree skirt. I kind of go with whatever my theme is and I will just get some fabric and twist it around the base. And I've seen some beautiful tubs people have used that are, it's another great idea putting a tree in. If it's a smaller tree, I think the olive buckets are beautiful. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it don't feel like you have to use something that you bought at the store. If you have fabric, you can just kind of uh, turn it around and turn under the edges. Sometimes it's just raw fabric I've used. Confession. I've been using an old burlap curtain from Ballard (laughs) from our last house. I was like, oh, I just want to buy some burlap and that'll be great. And then I was like, oh, hey, look what I have. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just, and I did it again. I put it on, we we are doing a tree out in the barn and I'm using it for that one. But I think that's a great idea. And then I have some sparkly fabric that I've used for other trees. You don't have to go buy a a real tree skirt and they're really kind of expensive anyway, unless you fall in love with it. But Mm -hmm. uh, you don't really need to have one or you could put a throw around it. If you if you like the furry look, put a furry. What about throw. you know how we? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know how we love the fur throws. Yes, like a, that leopard 
throw. Oh, that would be awesome. From soft surroundings, except I like to wrap up in it, so I'm not putting it around the tree. But that would really be pretty there. Yeah, but maybe find like you a have cheaper an old, one somewhere. Hey, you know, I inherited my mother-in-law's mink coat that I never wear. <gasps> what if I use that to wrap around the base of the tree? I want to see that. You want to see it? I want to see that happen. If it was a stole and it was a little tree, how cute would that be? It'd be so easy. Well, it's to a do whole that. like coat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, what if you even found one thrifting? Like there, there are fur stoles and jackets. Oh, that's thrifting true. all those. Well, time. I have, I have, uh, somebody else's, I inherited the, the stole where the mouth, you know, it's a clip oh, and it clips no. onto the tail. I love those. Yeah. I have one of those too. Oh, that's fabulous. I think we covered a lot of the tree. We have um, talked for a long time about it. <laughs> so so we, we do have a listener question today. Do we have time to do that? I think go ahead. Okay. Yes. So Kathy S. Uh, wrote us and she says she loves, 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 loves the podcast. We love you, Kathy. Thanks, Kath. Um, and she really enjoyed the, the episode about um, when we talked about Discardia Day. And if you don't, oh, yeah, yeah. that's the day that you declare you're going to, to purge and get rid of things. And so you mm-hmm. declare discardia. And she was getting really excited to do that. And she's in her closet and working on it. And she has in her closet her dirty laundry bins. And yes. so she was wondering, like, what we do with our dirty laundry. <laughs> you want to know <laughs> what we do with our dirty laundry. I'm not sure you really want to know. But... Yeah, well, Kathy's situation is she has a metal <laughs> rack in her closet with three bins. Mm-hmm. So I'm su- I'm assuming like whites, darks, and media. I don't know what the third one is. Uh, miscellaneous. And it's taking up Delicates. a lot of space. And it's really bumming her out because she can't really go whole hog into Scardia with this thing in her closet. Oh, boy. Well, where are her washer and dryer? Does she have room there? I don't know. I didn't she- ask that question. Well, you know, yesterday, was it yesterday? There was some noise. My washing machine was kind of yelling at me and I was ignoring it. Mm. And uh, yeah, I went up there and there was water all over the floor. <sighs> yeah. So the washing machine's not working. So I have a lot of dirty laundry right now. In fact, I told Evie that uh, she couldn't use the washing machine for several days uh, because we had to get a new one. And she said, mom, mom, I, I, I only have. Oh no! What am I gonna do? Oh no! So it's already an emergency. So yeah, we're we're gonna have a little class on hand washing. <laughs> so if anybody wants to come, we're gonna have a, a class on hand washing your delicates. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I well, so I have uh, in my laundry room, which isn't really a big room. I have two two bins, basically like what you're talking about. Uh, so I don't know that I have a really good option, but I suppose you could maybe a. Uh, kind of hang some bags or something on the back of your doors. I'm wondering if that would work where you could kind of hide it. Yeah. I mean, I think that was a really great question. And I, instead of just emailing Kathy back and be like, we'll answer on the podcast. I should have asked her, well, where are your washer and dryer? Because yeah. I would say, Kathy, if you can get that, those bins out of your closet, like they almost don't really need to be in your closet because they're going, they're just, they're on their way to being washed. Right. So it's not like, Oh, those are my, Mm-hmm. pants that are clean and I, I want to keep them in my closet. Those are my sneakers or what have you. These things are, it's a, you're using your closet as a way station for the dirty laundry. So I would say if you can get 
some system where it they're closer to the um, washer and dryer itself, that might be good. Or um, maybe just condense it into one hamper and instead of having the three and do your separating by your washer and dryer. I mean, that's sort of what we do. I, I feel that dirty laundry is sort of the bane and clean laundry is the bane mm-hmm. of my existence. Like I can't even tell you guys my Monday, Tuesday and Wednesdays are usually really, really busy. And it's just insane. I'll do laundry, but then I just like clean it and I throw it up on the thing. And I think by on Thursday, I'll fold that and put it away. And then people <laughs> go and pick through it. And then I can't tell what's clean and dirty. It's just, it's a really challenging for me. And I, there's only four of us in our family. I can't even, I think to myself and I mumble to myself all the time. What, what if I had eight kids? Like, wow, well, how did I these know. people do this? Why? Where were And my sweet Lisey, she would always try to help me or she tries to help me. So, I mean, now I cannot leave clean clothes out if she's here because she takes all the clean coat clothes off the counter and throws them on the dirty pile because... Oh, because she doesn't like the piles, right? She doesn't well, like she it thinks it, that she thinks that she thinks she's helping me right. and that's messy. Right. So we shouldn't have that there. So yeah, I've had to really get on my game on keeping everything hung up or my daughter just kind of helps me a little too much. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, I think what you're saying is an excellent idea I think these things, because the thing is, I think the thing that's bothering her is it's her closet. Yeah. It's making her me- closet messy and cluttered. So I think you're onto something to go ahead and get it out of the closet yeah. and into the laundry room. And maybe it is something where you do some vertical storage where it's something hanging on the wall. And to me, I think it's more important that you get it out of your uh, closet than to get it organized. Because as you're washing, because I just cannot teach my family to do the light and the dark separately. They just, it's too complicated yeah. somehow. Yeah. It's very confusing. I don't get it. So I end up through sorting through as I'm washing. It's not really that big a deal. So, I mean, I would like to see, you know, that storage, I think, in the laundry room. And I think it would be worth it even if you can't sort it into different bins. Yeah, I, I agree. I And then I have a very large steel canvas uh laundry bin that I have by my washer and dryer. And I just Mm -hmm. dump everything in there. And as I'm washing, I'm sorting, oh, you know, this is dark lights, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I need to fill it up a little more with lights and I'll dig through and I'll find it and stuff it in. So I'm not pre-sorting, but I do have hampers strategically placed throughout the house. And sometimes they're used and sometimes they're not. And most of the time they're full. And sometimes they're full with really clean clothes that I only just washed the day before. Like, I don't know. I I mean, does everyone (laughs) wear a sweatshirt for like an hour and then feel like, oh, this clearly needs to be sanitized again. (laughs) What? And wash it on the sterilization. Right. And uh, and I want to wear it tonight. So could you do it now? Yeah. (laughs) Well, oh, my new washer has a 15 minute cycle. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm so excited. Anyway, it's coming in a couple days. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on that exciting news. Wow. Wow. We covered a lot of territory today. Oh my goodness. I know. This was so fun. Thanks for writing in. Uh, and then the email to send in any questions or comments or t- your own tips, decorating tips and tricks at gmail.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, 
any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.